the conversation continues right now, right now, right now with right now. Dominique DePrima on First Things First. first. Things first. And just uh, some quick updates for you. It's also a great time to call me if you've got a question, conversation, or concern. 809-20-1580. 809-20-1580. I always say history is now and we are making it together. Couldn't be truer than this week where tomorrow we will have the opportunity to give Reverend James Lawson his flowers. Uh, he's been given a, quite a few flowers but deserves many, many more. Um, of course, the UCLA Labor Center is named after him. But tomorrow a stretch of West Adams will be named after him in front of the um, Holman Church, and I will be there. Hope you'll join me. A lot of other folks will be there. Uh, Councilwoman Heather Hutt, who we'll be hearing from in the bottom of the hour, the mayor of Los Angeles, and many more, will be in attendance to pay tribute to this man and name the, um, name the boulevard after him. Of course, there will be a screening of uh, the movie... Um, Rustin, and lots more. So you can go to Eventbrite. All the info is there. You can sign up. It's free, but you got to sign up. Um, they're even having a little uh, get-together afterwards. So a lot of stuff taking place. History really, truly is now. We'll also be making history with KBLA 1580, the mayor of Los Angeles, and others, um, LA Metro, DWP, a lot of folks coming together um, with a big, 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 big announcement on Friday morning. That's at 1030 at Kenneth Hahn Park, where the MLK statue is, where the um, grove is there at the top of the hill, Kenneth Hahn Park. Again, we are making history, trying to do our part to address the climate emergency, even though we have a lot of other things on our minds day to day as black people, as progressives, as women, as parents, as workers. If we don't have a planet, we ain't got nothing. So that'll be an important uh, chance to get together and you can be part of this historic announcement. Of course, Tavis Smiley will be there as well and I will join you. Let's let's do it. I mean, on the heels of the news on yesterday, the 2023 was the hottest year in recorded history not to mention all of the natural disasters, which I'm sure you're well familiar with. Taking a look at some things going on around the country, across the world, at least four people dead and half a million people without power after a bunch of winter storms uh, ran through the east coast of the United States and Canada, Um, cars being flipped over, um, houses in Florida being knocked down, There were tornadoes going on, more than 1,300 flights canceled on Tuesday, and uh, even the uh, Air Force Two, Vice President Kamala Harris's plane, had to be diverted because of the weather. 630,000 households on the East Coast, from Florida to New York, no electricity, state of emergency declared in Florida, 49 counties there, uh, where storms are just blowing the roofs off of people's houses. Now, Tornado weather on the East Coast, not, um, not new, but it does seem to be getting more intense and more frequent. The U.S. Navy shot down 21 uh, Houthi missiles and drones that were launched from Yemen. That's according to U.S. Central Command. Um, it's one of the biggest attacks uh, from the uh, Houthi uh, group that's happening in the Red Sea. That's been going on for uh, a couple months now. The military called it a complex attack that was carried out by 
the the group which is backed by Iranians and in in support of the Palestinians uh, in Gaza, they um, uh, are seeking a ceasefire. Military U.S. military saying no ships were damaged, no injuries um, in in that missile launch. But it sure sounds like war, doesn't it? Uh, CNN reporting there. Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, uh, meeting Wednesday with Mahmoud Abbas, the uh, leader of the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, to talk about what happens after uh, Israel's campaign against Hamas, Israel's uh, pounding of Gaza, what happens next, uh, what role that the uh, Palestinian Authority may or may not have. Uh, He came, he... uh, traveled in a convoy coming from Tel Aviv in Israel uh, to the West Bank. And um, the Biden administration now seeing saying that they can see the Palestinian Authority playing a role in governing both the West Bank and Gaza. Of course, the question has to be, what do the Palestinians have to say about all of this? If they could have a ceasefire, perhaps they could have an election, um, Biden saying Israel has to allow for the formation of a Palestinian state. What does that look like? But it seems like uh, the Palestinian uh, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu doesn't care, really, what the U.S. thinks. Although they've said they're ramping down their campaign, they are continuing. And the uh, Prime Minister has made it clear he expects this to go on for months. Um and that the another thing we're hearing more of from the Biden administration is that the West Bank and Gaza should be one part of one Palestinian state, not separated, as we've heard continuously. This has uh, been part of Benjamin Netanyahu's strategy to keep um, to keep a two-state solution from really manifesting. Jimmy Kimmel um, has been uh, firing back um, on these allegations that he you know, was part of the whole um, Jeffrey Epstein. It seems like everyone um, is, you know, accusing everyone else of being on that uh, Jeffrey Epstein list and it, or, or not list, but in the documents. But the thing about it, and I think it's important is that you, yeah, a lot of these people may be pedophiles, right? Um, pretty sure Prince Andrew, we got the pictures to show it. Um, and others. But that said, um, a lot of folks may have been on in those documents for varying different reasons. Jimmy Kimmel wasn't even there, but he's still being accused by Aaron Rodgers of, of being a friend of, of um, Jeffrey Epstein, the pedophile pimp billionaire. And apparently, this is a new um, right-wing line of attack. And again, it's in, what's inferred. No one has to come with any facts. So I'm glad that uh, Kimmel is pushing back hard. As we see this um, <sighs> smear tactics, smear campaigns are having a moment. Um, Fonnie Willis now being targeted, very similar to what we saw with Claudine Gay, where they're accusing her of having... A, a romance with the prosecutor uh, who was working on the case against Trump there and that that paying him and the prosecutor supposedly taking her um, on trips uh, 
to, you know, romance her using the money he was supposedly paid. But again, no evidence. These folks are throwing out um, allegations against this woman to try to discredit her and her uh, stunningly effective um, prosecution against Trump. They are making these accusations, and it seems to now be a playbook. Smear Jimmy Kimmel, smear Fonnie Willis, and it's being widely reported, but really not uh, reported in the context of let's take black women in leadership positions uh, and undermine them, um, pressure them, get them fired based on innuendo, based on um, exaggeration uh, and fact-free allegations. Uh, it's, you know, it's not the first time they've tried this. First they said she was uh, romancing a gang member. Now they say she's uh, has a thing with a prosecutor. Um, and it, it, to me, it's straight out of the Trump playbook, right? Um, just give people nicknames, uh, say things about them until people believe them over and over again, like his birther theories. And it will stick for a certain percentage of the population. Looking forward to the conversation with my council woman, Heather Hutt. That's next on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come when we forward, come forward includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. power. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. And I am so excited to have here in the studio with me a uh, council member for the 10th district, which happens to be the district in which I reside. Uh, she is a longtime uh, political worker, um, obviously famously worked with our California Senator, Senator Kamala Harris. She's a mama and uh a South L.A. resident uh, for many, many years, council member from the 10th District, Heather Hutt. Thank you. Good morning. Good How morning. Great, great, great. How are you? I'm feeling great. Uh, cold. Yeah, it <laughs> the is. The car said 39. I know. The way in. I was like, whoa. What even is that? I know. Um, but, um, you know, you, you've been staying really busy over the holidays, uh, the <laughs> the snow day and the, I mean I just everywhere I turned you had an event going on. Well, I I feel like our kids have been inside for three years and really needed to get outside. It was also a climate experience, right? Because they <laughs> don't know about snow. I'm from here, right around the corner, Lamar Park. We didn't have snow. <laughs> yeah, if we were going to the snow, we certainly had to drive to it for hours on a bus at a church bus, <laughs> <laughs> a long, slow church bus. Long, slow church bus, and um, I felt like they needed to have the experience. Right, it's a part of exposure. Maybe when they go to college, they want to do like your daughter and go to Canada or something. They will have had a little right. bit of snow experience. Yeah. So you, um, so. Y- I mean, it's event after event. Your your district is huge and ginormous, so uh, you have had events all over L.A. N- no, uh, no holiday for you, and we're keeping it going. That was the holiday. Oh, that was the holiday. <laughs> Seeing the children, their faces, yeah. playing in the snow. It brought so much joy to so many adults, especially the parents who didn't have to pay to go somewhere. They were yeah. all over because we wanted it to be walkable, convenient in your own community and because all the districts are so large and they have uh, 
they have different things, right? So we did Koreatown, we did Lamert Park, we did the Robertson, South Robertson area, uh, we did Queen Anne, you know, like, so there, there are different folks that maybe wouldn't come to Lamert, maybe wouldn't go to to Rainier. Right. And so we made it convenient. I mean, just that list of events gives you a sense of how huge and diverse uh, the 10th district is. Um, and right. I call it the tapestry of Los Angeles mm. because of the diversity. And we have all the best food. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do have all the best. It's not, it's diverse, but it's not forced diversity. It just, Correct. it's just organic. That's right. um, and I've been a uh, resident of the 10th for a long time. I love it. Um, and, You've been also really on one about getting signs and recognition. Uh, well, you know, the Malcolm X signage um, and, and, and it's in the New Orleans quarter, which I, I still haven't posted those. I got to post those pictures. They're so beautiful. What a great event. Uh, recognizing the New Orleans roots That's of right. many in our community. That's right. And the migration, right? That was part of the great migration that people came from New Orleans directly into that space by Holy Name Church. My, the motivation for doing these namings has so much to do with the erasure that's happening all over the country with uh, really getting rid of our, our watered-down history. It's already watered down. Like, black people were not writing the school textbooks on history. So yeah. it was already watered right. It was down. already right, right, <laughs> right. So now so we're getting rid of the watered down, down version of correct. it. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's important to identify people's work, so that not for us because we know, but but for children to spark their interest, so that they could have a conversation about what did Malcolm X do? What was the migration to this corridor? And in our new one, I'm so excited about. Uh, which is the the Reverend James Lawson Mile. And that's huge because, well, I mean, you talk about living history. Um, Reverend Lawson is, is a civil rights icon, uh, really one of the architects of the movement. And although he's well-known within activist circles, maybe not a household name in the way that Dr. Martin Luther King is, right? That's true. But he certainly was a, a critical part of of the March on Washington, I remember hearing him speak over at Fame to just talk about what that was as an architect. They really started the conversation in April, and they moved all those people right there to the mall in Washington, D.C. by August. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have restaurants that wanted to feed us. We didn't have bathrooms we could go to. Mm. You, you think about there. There was no GPS. Mm -hmm. There was no X or no yeah, hotels, Instagram. Right, right, right. And we successfully moved people, which was really incredible. So he deserves his flowers. He's ninety-five. Yeah. And this is part of L.A. history, I mean, because he was a pastor at Holman for so many years, and he's been a, a mentor to a lot of uh, leaders here. That's right. And, you know, the UCLA Labor Center certainly is named after him, where he talked about organizing, nonviolence, and how organizing the organizers so that work can get done. And he just really deserves it. So we celebrated on uh, September 22nd his birthday. And um, we made it James Lawson Day in Los Angeles. And on that day is when I um, 
introduced the motion for the James Lawson Mile. So what we're doing this Thursday is actually unveiling. It'll be the big reveal of his name. And then we'll go to Holman, have some conversations, and then play Rustin, the movie, which is exciting because it talks from a different perspective about what this organization looked like, how the movement moved all the way to the March on Washington, and how change occurred. Because he's a change maker. Yeah. Yeah, he holds our he holds us all accountable. I mean, even talking to him, even interviewing him, I felt like, you know, you're, is a is a way of being held accountable. But when you do these namings and such, you have a community party. You invite everyone in. That's exactly right. And you know, the city council when you when you run the motion, they all have to vote for it. This went through unanimously. Mm. Same thing with Malcolm X. There was no pushback. There were no no votes. Same thing with New Orleans Corridor. Because people in Los Angeles, particularly the city, they know this erasure will be damaging. And they want to be a party to making people realize that we have had engagement. We have had contributions that are important. Yeah, I think it's also, for me as a resident of South L.A., it's, you know, it's encouraging. It's important because it, it bolsters our presence and says, you know, we're, we are, we've been here and we're still here and we ain't going nowhere. And look what we did. Yeah. Look at our contributions. It's it's so important. I don't know how you convinced Reverend Lawson because he is so humble. He doesn't really favor, you know, lots of hoopla around him. Oh, it was a surprise. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was a surprise during the the ceremony naming. And when I'm reading my part and I, I did that, that's why I'm introducing this motion to name the Reverend James Lawson Mile. And he was... He was like, well, he was sitting in, <laughs> in chambers at the time, and, and everybody was like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it was a wow. surprise. I don't, I don't know that he would. I mean, would anybody really say, yeah, yeah, name it after me? They don't really. Well, yeah. Okay. Some people would, but I understand uh, your point. <laughs> I mean, people would do the work, <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Celebrities would say, yes, yes, name it after me. <laughs> uh. But people who are digging it, I mean, that's a part of civil rights. You know, the lunch sit-ins, the, the uh, sanitation strikes. All, this, this is not a man who's a me, me, me. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I dare I even ask you uh, what you might have coming up, <laughs> what, what, what else you have up your sleeve or what you're thinking about in terms of the district and, you know, uh, different plans and ideas uh, to continue to, you know, bolster our presence here? Oh, you know, so many things. Conversations come from people. We we have Diane Watson coming soon. Mm. I, I ran a motion on her birthday as well. Wow, amazing. And so we do need to name things after the contribution of women in our city. Yeah. And so that will be in my district, and it will be coming soon. Yeah. So I'm excited about I that, I mean, it's, to me, it's also amazing how quickly you're able to move these things because it— you know, even though you're getting unanimous votes, it's not that easy to just say name something after this right. person, name something after that person. It's a whole process. You got to get sign off from everybody. So, uh, congratulations on that. Thank you. I have an amazing team, honestly. People that care about the 10th district and people that care about history, engagement, and the erasure. So, the whole team knows that that is something that I stand for. Like, we can't come this far and have somebody just take a a pen and scratch it out we have to amplify that work and so they know i stand for that 
Talking with Heather Hutt, uh, who is a councilwoman for the 10th District, um, has been in public service for 30 years and a long time. South L.A. resident about this party, really, <laughs> commemoration unveiling that's happening Thursday, to which you are invited. Find out how you can come and more goings-on in the 10th District when we come forward exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. We are talking with the councilwoman from the 10th District, uh, Heather Hutt. And this effort, uh, this uh, unveiling tomorrow, uh, starting at 3 o'clock on uh, West Adams by Holman, is a collaboration with the L.A. Federation of Labor, another organization under the leadership of a powerful black woman, uh, Yvonne Wheeler. Tell me about that collaboration. Sure. So Yvonne Wheeler is really forward thinking. Um, she's just hitting her one year, or she hit it in December, I guess, her her one year um, role as a president, CEO of L.A. County Federation of Labor, and she's really been doing magnificent things. Certainly, uh, we had a summer of strikes. It was called a, 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 a hot labor summer, and she was able to really get what our labor folks needed, what our union members needed. And so the labor part is befitting for someone like James Lawson, who certainly worked in the labor movement, the UCLA Labor Center is named after him. Yeah, and so uh, in a in a conversation about what we should be doing to amplify the good work of our leaders, she's like, "I'm all in. Let's do this together," because of the organizations that he did bring together. So I I want to thank her for this collaboration and 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 really say that. You know, it's things like this that make a difference in our city. When you have electeds working along with uh, our our labor family, and I come from a union myself. I was a member of SEIU um, Home Care Workers when it was ULTCW under Lafonza Butler. Wow. So, you know, I know the value of being a union member. That must be wild for you now. LaFonza <laughs> Butler is sitting in the seat of uh, Senator Kamala Harris, who you famously worked with as, you know, black woman senator from the state of California. Right. It's awesome. I, I love to see this movement of women growing to leadership roles. It it, it feels amazing, and they, they're not letting us down. They're doing the work. Yeah. And okay. so that's what Yvonne is. He's, she's really been out there doing the work. And, of course, she'll be out there with you tomorrow uh, for the unveiling of Reverend James Lawson Mile. That's exactly um, right. So we're going to meet on 4th and Adams. And so that we're not going to walk the whole mile because the weather yeah, you have to jog. It's cool, <laughs> right? But we'll go from fourth uh, to six, where Holman is, and then we'll go inside and we'll convene, and that, and also show the film there. So it it should be exciting because we will have members from union members there. We will have uh, organization leadership, clergy leaders there, community connections. So it'll it'll be a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, Reverend James Lawson, like I said, a lot of people in the movement, a lot of lawmakers like yourself, people in service know him and know about him. But he doesn't get the kind of 
constant conversation that Martin Luther King does. And, you know, not to not to compare in that sense, but you've been a bit of, a, you know, you, you, you've been a bit of a scholar of him, like paying attention to his contributions. So tell me some of the things that moved you to say this is a man we should we should commemorate and thank. Oh, sure. So first, but I, I just remember this, him talking about organizing from August, I mean, from April to August makes me think, golly, we got so much work to do. Yeah. And he knew how to get that work done quickly. So that's number one. They knew how to make work happen without all this technology. The art of organizing, I really. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's really phenomenal. Then we have to look at, he protested the Cold War. He went to prison because he wasn't going to the Korean War. He is really about nonviolence. And he sacrificed himself and sat in prison about it. So that is really important, a big factor on who you are internally. He was arrested so many times during his activism, including once he was arrested for praying on the grounds of the White House. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, we have to give him his flowers because of the work that he's done to demonstrate that things can be done differently. And today he still advocates for equal rights, for civil rights, for workers, for immigrants, for LGBTQ+, low income, and our, all our BIPOC communities. So he, he hasn't stopped working. I mean, and the thing that's amazing about it, some of the things that you're talking about, we think of as modern or cutting edge. And this is a man who's 95 years old, who's been an activist since, uh, a, you know, pretty much being a child. That's right. But as an activist, as a young man, but he still mentored King. He still got in good trouble with John Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He t- can you imagine? What a life. Yeah. Well, it's pretty amazing. And one of the things that, um, you know, I, I had the conversation with him. Um, actually, we we spoke on New Year's Eve, but we'll play oh, it tomorrow beautiful. in honor of your unveiling. We'll play it on the air tomorrow um, in the eight o'clock hour for those who want to check it out. And one of the things that he keeps telling me is like, we have to look at the science of organizing, the science of service. It's not just, you know, do random willy-nilly pull people together, but that there are actual, there is a lot of information and scholarship around nonviolence, community organizing that we need to get back to, to be able to do, like you said, Council Member Heather Hutt, don't pull, just, you know, pull a giant crowd together between April and August. It's incredible. And he he has a few books out that folks should really read about community organizing, about nonviolence, and how how to be a change maker. Like this is our real life. We can touch him, change maker. Someone who's willing to have a conversation with you. Someone who's coming out tomorrow to be a part of the unveiling for himself, and still yet very humble. We have to give him his flowers. Well, um, yeah, and you're doing just that. So, so great job with that. Um, and, and collaborating with labor, um, which, as you said, you know, we've had a hot labor summer, but it seems like it's just a season of organizing, right? Because it continues on uh, in the new year. We're seeing, uh, you know, the academics organizing, uh, continuing uh, to see more and more um, folks 
looking at following maybe in our footsteps and pushing their minimum wages up, even as we see those um, those wages going up across the country. I would say do in large part to work we did here in California on, around Raise the Wage with your friend LaFonza Butler. That's right. But it, it's important that people don't have to work seven jobs, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm being extreme, but, yeah. it, you know, the wage does need to rise. My my Ten years ago, my oldest son moved to Australia for a year. And and I was like, why are you? Why do you want to go there? He wanted a different experience. And he he said the minimum wage was, is twenty dollars, Mom. We can uh, do a lot with twenty dollars. Well, it was not even twelve dollars here at that mm. time. So you know, if you're making a comparison, maybe we need to look at what's going on. But California, so goes California, so goes the rest of the country. I'm really uh, proud of the work California's done to give people a livable wage. Because we can't ask our, our workers to work so hard that they can't live. Right. And, and, and you know, thank you to you and, and LaFonza and, and James Lawson and all the people, Reverend Lawson, all the people that, you know, have stood behind labor and, and made these um, advances possible. If we want to go tomorrow, what should we do? Um, just show up. Just show up. I'm gonna be okay, there. And say, and yeah, you you told me on the radio to come through. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend you wear sensible shoes because we are walking, and it's only a few blocks, but yeah. we are walking. I'm I'm gonna try and wear period clothes. You, clothes that they wore during the 60s. Okay. I bought a dress and a petticoat. I love and it. And some white gloves. So. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and, you, you know. So uh, if you can dress like the 60s, I think that would be cool. Council member Hutt is always going <laughs> to level up on you. I, you know, like the New Orleans party, we were all out there in our New Orleans gear. Right, right. Even I tried, and uh, it was quite amazing. So, yeah, thank you for bringing. That was such a long. That was a longer walk. We're yeah, that was yeah, that walk. was a longer walk. Okay, Fourth and Adams tomorrow, three o'clock. Three o'clock. That's we'll it. do a little bit of walking and a lot of unveiling and watch a movie and and uh, have a little uh, dessert. That's right. Yeah, a really really nice uh, event. And thank you for honoring the Reverend James Lawson and for all that you're doing uh, in CD10. Thank you, and uh, I can't thank uh, Yvonne Wheeler, president of uh, LA County Federation of Labor, enough for coming together with me to making this happen. And what a great way to start King Week, right? Absolutely. To kick it off in this space with somebody who mentored Martin Luther King and is with us today to tell the story. And, and what an honor to honor him. Absolutely. Thank Council you. Member Hutt, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's always great. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.